Section 47 of Slave Narratives, A Folk History of Slavery in the United States from Interviews with Former Slaves, Volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, Part 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Penny Witt. Slave Narratives, A Folk History of Slavery in the United States from Interviews with Former Slaves, Volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, Part 1, by Various. Sarah Debro, Ex-Slave, 90 Years. I was born in Orange County way back sometime in the 50s. Ms. Polly White Kane and Mars Dr. Kane was my white folks. Mars Kane's plantation joined Mesta Paul Cameron's land. Mars Kane owned so many niggers dat he don't know his own slaves when he met them in de road. Sometimes he would stop them and say, Whose niggers am you? They'd say, We's Mars Kane's niggers. Then he would say, I's Mars Kane and drive on. Mars Kane was good to his niggers. He didn't whip them like other owners did, but if they done mean, he sold them. They knew this so they minded him. One day, Grandpappy sassed Miss Polly White, and she told him that if he didn't have himself, that she would put him in her pocket. Grandpappy was her big man, and I asked him how Miss Polly could do that. He said she meant that she would sell him, then put de money in her pocket. He never did sass Miss Polly no more. I was kept at the big house to do waitin' on Miss Polly, to tote her basket of keys and such as dat, whenever she seed a child down in de quarters that she wanted to raise behind, she took them up to de big house and trained them. I was to be a housemaid. De day she took me, my mammy cried case, she knew I would never be allowed to live at de cabin with her no more. Miss Polly was big and fat, and she made us niggers mind, and we had to keep clean. My dresses and aprons was starch stiff. I had a clean apron every day. We had white sheets on de beds, and we niggers had plenty to eat, too, even ham. When Miss Polly went to ride, she took me in de carriage with her. De driver sat way up high, and me and Miss Polly sat way down low. They was two hoses with shiny harnesses. I toted Miss Polly's bag and bundles, and if she dropped her hank chiff, I picked it up. I loved Miss Polly and loved staying at de big house. I was bout waist high when de soldiers mustered. I went with Miss Polly down to de musterin' field where they was marchin'. I can see de feats now when they flung them up and down saying hip, hip. When they was all ready to go and fight, de women folk fixed a big dinner. Aunt Charity and Pete cooked two or three days for Miss Polly. 
That table was piled with chicken, ham, shoat, barbecue, young lamb, and all sorts of pies, cakes, and things, but nobody ate nothing much. Miss Polly and the ladies got to crime. The vittles got cold. I was so sad that I got over in the corner and cried too. The men folks all had on they new soldier clothes, and they didn't eat nothing neither. Young Mars Jim went up and put his arm round Miss Polly, his mammy, but that made her cry harder. Mars Jim was a cavalry. He rode a big horse, and my Uncle Dave went with him to defell as his bodyguard. He had a horse, too, so if Mars Jim's horse got shot, there would be another one for him to ride. Miss Polly had another son, but he was too drunk to hold a gun. He stayed drunk. The first cannon I heard scared me near bout to death. We could hear them going boom, boom. I thought it was thunder. Then Miss Polly say, Listen, Sarah, hear them cannons? They's killing our mens. Then she gun to cry. I run in the kitchen while Aunt Charity was cooking and told her Miss Polly was crying. She said, She ain't crying cause de Yank is killing de mens. She's doing all dat crying cause she's scared we's going to be shot free. Then I got mad and told her Miss Polly wasn't like that. I members when Wheeler's cavalry come through, they was Federates, but they was mean as de Yankees. They stole everything they could find and killed a pile of niggers. They come round checking. They asked the niggers if they want to be free. If they say yes, then they shoot them down. But if they say no, they let them alone. They took three of my uncles out in the woods and shot the faces off. I remember the first time the Yankees come. They come galloping down the road, jumping over the pylons, toppling down the rose bushes and messing up the flower beds. They stomped all over the house, in the kitchen, pantry, smokehouse, and everywhere. But they didn't find much, cause near about everything done been hid. I was sitting on the steps when a big Yankee come up. He had on a cap and his eyes was mean. Ward de hide de gold and silver nigger yelled at me. I was scared and my hands was ashy, but I told him I didn't know nothing about nothing, that if anybody done hid anything, they hid it while I was asleep. Go that old white-headed devil, he said to me. I got mad then cause he was talking about Miss Polly, so I didn't say nothing. I just said. Then he pushed me off to step and say if I didn't dance, he would go and shoot my toes off. Scared as I was, I sure done some shuffling. Then he give me five dollars and told me to go by Jim cracks, but that piece of paper won't no good. Twas nothing but a shiny plaster like all that war money. You couldn't spend it. That Yankee 
kept calling Miss Polly a white-headed devil and said she done ramshack till they was nothing left. But he made his men's tote off meat, flour, pigs, and chickens. After that, Miss Polly got mighty stingy with de vittles, and they didn't have no more ham. When de war was over, de Yankees was all round de place telling de niggers what to do. They told them they was free, that they didn't have to slave for de white folks no more. My folks all left Mars Cane and went to live in houses that de Yankees built. They was like poor white folk houses, little shacks made out of sticks and mud with stick and mud chimneys. They wasn't like Mars Cane's cabins, planked up and warm. They was full of cracks, and they wasn't no lamps and oil. All de light come from the light wood knocks burning in the, de fireplace. One day my mammy come to de big house after me. I didn't want to go. I wanted to stay with Miss Polly. I gun to cry, and Mammy caught hold of me. I grabbed Miss Polly and held so tight that I tore her skirt binding loose, and her skirt fell down about her feet. Let her stay with me, Miss Polly said to Mammy. But Mammy shook her head. You took her away from me and didn't pay no mind to my crime. So now I's taken her back home. We's free now, Miss Polly. We ain't going to be slaves no more to nobody. She dragged me away. I can see how Miss Polly looked now. She didn't say nothing, but she looked hard at Mammy, and her face was white. Mammy took me to the stick and mud house the Yankees done give her. It was smoky and dark case day wasn't no windows. We didn't have no sheets and no towels, so when I cried and said I didn't want to live on no Yankee house, Mammy beat me and made me go to bed. I laid on de straw tick, looking up through de cracks in de roof. I could see de stars and de sky shining through de cracks, looked like long blue splinters stretched across de rafters. I lay there and cried cause I wanted to go back to Miss Polly. I was never hungry till we was free and de Yankees fed us. We didn't have nothing to eat except hardtack and middlin' meat. I never saw such meat. It was thin and tough with a thick skin. You could boil it all day and all night and it wouldn't cook them. I wouldn't eat it. I thought twas mule meat. Mules that done been shot on the battlefield then dried. I still believe twas mule meat. One day me and my brother was looking for acorns in de woods. We found something like a grave in de woods. I told Dave they was something buried in that mound. We got de grubbin hole and dug. There was a box with the eleven hams in that grave. Somebody done hid it from de Yankees and forgot war they buried it. We covered it back up cause if we took it home in de daytime, de Yankees and niggers would take it away from us. So when night come, we slipped out and toted them hams to de house and hid them in de loft. Them was bad days. 
I rather been a slave than been hired out like I was, cause I wasn't no field hand. I was a handmaid, trained to wait on de ladies. Then too, I was hungry most de time and had to keep fighting off dem Yankees men. Dem Yankees was mean folks. We's come a long way since dem times. I's lived near about ninety years and seen unheard much. My folks don't want me talking about slavery. They shame niggers ever was slaves. But while for most colored folks freedom is de best, they's still some niggers dat out to be slaves now. These niggers dat done clean forgot de Lord. Does that always cuttin' and fightin' and goin' in white folks' houses at night? They ought to be slaves. They ought to have an old Mars with the whip to make em come when he say come and go when he say go till they learn to live right. I looks back now and thinks I ain't never forgot dem slavery days and I ain't never forgot Miss Polly and my white starched aprons. End of section 47